0: Our favorite guest is back today and she's telling us about a fresh new dig um that you probably haven't heard of. So Abigail is here to tell us about Rafid, which is Shiloh's older sister, and I can't wait to get into it. So um Abigail, can you give us some historic background on Rafid and how it relates to Shiloh and um kind of and what's going on there?
1: Yeah, so um, Rafid is uh, right across the highway from Shiloh. It's on Shiloh's on the hill on one side of the highway. Rafid's on the hill on the other side of the highway. So it's really close. Um, but it's a site that had never been excavated before. And um, it was known because people who had surveyed, um, archaeologists have done a lot of surveys where they typically walk the land and look for archaeological sites. So they had found the site. They knew it was there. They picked up some pottery, um, which they are able to look at and, you know, figure out a- Approximately what time periods the site was occupied, just just from you know whatever pottery they could pick up on the surface. So you know we knew a little bit about it, but but it had never been excavated. And so this year this was, was the first uh, excavation season. I worked with the archaeologists who um, who wanted to excavate there, and I was happy to be part of it because because it's so close to Shiloh and so closely related. Um, and so what we we did is we dug in in a, three different areas actually on the site. Um, and we discovered that Rafid was first occupied in the early Bronze Age. So, um, if you remember, we talked about in the past that Shiloh was first excavated, or excuse me, first occupied in the middle Bronze Age. So, mm-hmm. Rafid is an old city. Um, it's occupied in the early Bronze Age. And then, what happens is about the same time that Shiloh is founded, Rafid is abandoned. So, it looks like for some reason, Either the people living there moved across. Well, there wasn't the highway there then, but, you know, moved to the next hill over uh, for some reason um, or they moved away and somebody else moved in. But it it was probably the same people. And um, the archaeologist that I was working with there, his thought was that they probably moved because um, of water, that the early Bronze Age was a moister period. And then um, it of right up in the Middle Bronze Age. And so they wanted to move closer to the spring. Um, so that's probably why it moved. Um, but then Rafid, that's not the end of Rafid because it was occupied again um, later in the Iron Age. So this is probably the period of um, Israel's divided kingdom where you have all the kings of Israel and all the kings of Judah. So during this period, um, it's probably part of the kingdom of Israel and it's occupied again. Um, And then even into the Persian period where the Israelites have been taken captive. But there's, you know, a few people living here, a few farmers here and there. Um, And so so Rafid, it's a really small site, but it continues to be occupied. And then later, getting closer to the New Testament period, um, probably in the first century, first or second century B.C., um, the site is um, occupied then. And what I was excavating, there was a wine press from that period. So it was probably an agricultural type site at that time. And they were, you know, making wine.
0: Wow. So other than, was the initial interest in this site because it is so close to Shiloh, or is there other reasons that it might have an an interest to archaeologists and um, historians?
1: Um, So the archaeologist who's working there, he's been excavating at several small sites near Shiloh. um, And he has a theory that the tabernacle was not actually at Shiloh. He thinks that they were living at Shiloh, but they would have put the tabernacle on a nearby hill. So he is kind of looking for the tabernacle. Um, And so, you know, what we found there wasn't exactly what he was looking for, but it's still
0: a pretty interesting site. Yeah, super cool. Um, So can you tell us more about your work specifically there and and, um, kind of your first season doing the refeed excavations?
1: Yeah. So, you know, the area that I was in, I said it was a wine press. And we actually started digging there because on the surface, from the surface, you could see the remains of a big wall. And we thought, oh, big wall, there must be some big structure here. And so that's why we chose that area. But when we started excavating, we got down to bedrock right away. Like there's hardly any dirt on on the surface, and the bedrock is as low as you can dig because you know that's the bottom, that's the the earth's crust. You know you can't go can't go lower than that, uh, unless you want to start digging through the stone. Uh, but you know to do our due diligence, we had to you know finish excavating and clear the bedrock, and we started finding a cut in the bedrock. So somebody had carved into it in antiquity. And as we continued excavating, we discovered a large square area that had been carved down into the bedrock. And this is typically, you know, what a wine press looks like. You make a big, a big area where you can throw all the grapes into it, and then you dance on them and trample them, and that's how you make it into uh, wine. So we kind of thought, oh, this must be a wine press. But then. We, we didn't find the vat. There should be, like, from that, there should be a deeper vat where the wine would pour into and collect. So we were looking mm. for the vat. We weren't sure. And then there were the walls. There's actually two big walls. Um, and we were like, a wine press doesn't need a wall around it. This is, you know, out in the field, open kind of thing. So, you know, we were confused. We brought in experts, you know, different archaeologists who weighed in. And some of them said, well, you know, I've seen towers with big walls like this. And they just carve and flatten the floor. It's just a tower with a flat floor. And then others came in and said, oh, I've seen wine presses with big walls around them. It's a wine press. Uh, so we went back and forth, tower or wine press, um, you know, which is it? And um, but eventually we found the vat and that settled it. And so we excavated down in the vat and we actually called in the nearby vineyard um, owner because the area is still good for growing grapes, And he was so excited. Um, because what he wants to do is find seeds from ancient grapes and grow them again and make wine out of the the ancient varieties. So he was supervising, you know, as we're excavating the vat, he's like at the very bottom, that's where all the seeds accumulated. That's where we're going to find them. Uh, He was so excited. Um, But we actually got to the end of the season before we got to the bottom of the vat. So it's there waiting for us for next year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: That is really cool, um, wow. And that would be that would be something to have. You you should put that in your you know, say look, we want the first bottles of that,
1: right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that would that would be super cool if they can if they can grow them again and yeah, yeah.
0: Make one. yeah if they could produce something that would be that would be amazing. Um, so you talked about you know you're the guy who's um, kind of digging this site he thinks it's because of water that the inhabitants would have moved. Um, What are your thoughts? Do you agree with that? Or do you have anything um, additional that you think why they would have had this other site or? um,
1: You know, the water question is kind of interesting because we've wondered about that at Shiloh because the spring isn't right at Shiloh. It's still like another mile away. Um, So we've even thought about it at Shiloh. It's like, what are they doing? Are they walking back forth, you know, with their water every day? Um, and that's, you know, that's an interesting question and something that we've, you know, we've thought about this is, you know, was there some other water source that we don't know about, um, you know, what's going on here? Um, and then one other issue is I told you that the modern highway runs in between the two sites, but the ancient highway is actually over on the other side of Rafid. That's where the highway would have been in ancient times. So Mm -hmm. in moving to Shiloh, they moved farther from the highway. Um, and you know, that's okay. There's benefits to being on the high, highway. You know, if you are controlling the area, then a city by the highway controls the road. Um, if you're people who like to trade, you know, if you're right there by the highway, that's where all the traders are going to come past and they'll stop at your city. So, you know, there's advantages to being by the highway. So some, something must have outweighed those advantages to make them move away from the highway. Um, but why they didn't move all the way over to where the, the spring is, you know, that's a question that, that we don't really have an answer for. Um, yeah. but, you know, sometimes archaeology answers questions, but sometimes you come up with new questions.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I love, there's this show, Um, I don't know if you've maybe heard of it, The Curse of Oak Island. I've heard yeah. of it. I haven't watched it. Oh, it's great. They're always talking about, Um, you know, Oh, we found this answer, but now we have a hundred more questions to this right. answer. So I, I can imagine it's, it's a, it's a dance every time you find something. Right. Yeah. 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 question. Um, so you're going to go back to feed next year or what's the, what's the plan for that? <clears throat> Yeah,
1: I think so. Um, I'll have to check with uh, the dig director. I think, you know, he was a little bit disappointed about what we found, but also kind of intrigued by, you know, disappointed that we didn't find what he hoped, but intrigued by what we did. Find. So so I think he will do another season, um, probably next next year, probably September or so. Um, so that that'll be fun. I'll if he does it again, I'll definitely join.
0: Yeah. Well, you got to get those wine, those grape seeds. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> that would be really cool. Um, and I do want to encourage everyone to go check out Abigail's blog. She has a blog post about um, Rafid and and some cool pictures over there. So go check that out. Um, is there anything else you want to add about Rafid or about anything that you have uh, coming up as far as digs or just work you're doing?
1: Um. Let me think. Anything else about Um Well, it um, maybe this isn't exciting to everybody, but to me, it's exciting. It does have a city wall. We've discovered that. Oh, um, wow, so that's okay. another thing that we're gonna, you know, have to excavate. We always like walls, and then we're always looking for the gate. So, um, oh, you know, right. I, I think yeah, we have a lot of, lot of of
0: I hadn't realized that.
1: Yeah. So uh, a lot of potential, uh, exciting things to look at. Um, and yeah, I'm. For for me for upcoming, I don't think I have any more digs until February. So you know, a little little down season and I'm taking some classes and keeping busy. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm looking awesome. forward. To- I'll have Shiloh in the summer and repeat again in the fall. So,
0: cool. Well, we'll have to um, connect back again and talk about all that. And and I know we have a lot of other things that we could talk about. Um, I definitely want to hear about your experience at the Dome of the Rock. Um, and uh and some other things um i'm i get your emails for your blog and i i love reading that so that's um that's exciting and again everyone needs to go check it out because it's really cool to just kind of have a a different perspective on kind of an inside perspective on the um archaeology game um so thank you so much abigail for uh just joining us and and bringing your knowledge and your experience to the show And I wanna thank the viewers. All of you are awesome. Uh, Make sure you hit that like button. And if you're not subscribed, uh, please hit hit the subscribe button because it's the easiest way to support us. You can also support us over at patreon.com slash secure the harvest.